there and welcome back to the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Bonnie Gallum, and thank you for tuning in. As you all know, if you've been around here for a while, that I have structured our real estate investing business in a way that we have a very cyclical turnover period, meaning basically 100% of our turnovers either happen August 1st or September 1st, assuming we can control that. And the reason I kind of just put that little asterisk there is that we also try to avoid evictions at all costs. And so if someone's like, hey, I lost my job or I need to relocate or whatever the case may be is, sometimes we end up with like a middle of the least turnover, but that's few and far between. If that happens maybe once a year across our portfolio, that's it. And so by and large, everything's going down July 1st and August 1st. And so we are coming up on turnover season. We are, you know, currently reaching out to our tenants to see like who's staying, who's not staying. Some of the stuff we've already kind of known uh, in advance, the more notice I get on uh, turnovers, the easier our life is. Um, And usually like tenants especially like college students who we have a lot of and young professionals, like when they're in a place where they're going from a rental to maybe purchasing their first home, they know this stuff in advance. This is not like a last minute, 30 day type of situation where they don't know what their housing is going to be. And so quick tip right off the bat, if you don't give yourself a long runway for turnover notices, go ahead and give yourself that grace. Put that in your lease, stretch it out, make everybody's life a lot, lot easier. But The reason I bring up turnover period is that when we're not in turnover period, it's really, really easy for us to kind of fall off the organizational life bandwagon (laughs) in the winter because we can, you know, do, you know, the routine stuff like the bookkeeping and the bill paying and we've got that kind of all organized. But when it comes to turnover time, it is like all hands on deck to make sure that not just like the real estate business gets the attention that it really needs during this period, but also that like everything else in life doesn't fall through the cracks when, you know, things get busy, when you've got, you know, a rehab going on, or if you've got turnovers going on, you know how much more time that that can take from you than when you're just kind of in that Um, purgatory is perhaps not the right word that sounds a little bit too negative, but the, that like intermediate zone where it's like, all right, we're just kind of coasting here, collecting rent. And, you know, if something pops up in terms of a CapEx issue or repair issue, then you, you know, you tackle it as it comes. Um, And so it's really got me looking back at what productivity tools, strategies, rules that we've learned to kind of implement to not just save time, but also save our sanity and keep things going (laughs) during what is often the busiest, craziest time of the year, which is our summers. And for those of you who don't know, I'm actually expecting a baby in the beginning of June. And so this summer is going to be extra crazy (laughs) in our household, juggling, you know, two kids in summer camp and the new baby and all of the turnovers that uh, will inevitably happen at the end of summer. Thankfully, I don't No, you know, other parents might can uh, chime in on this, shoot me a DM or hop over to the Good Bones Facebook group and let me know. But like, 
we do not do any sort of extracurriculars during the summer. Nada. It is like summer camp and then come home and we barbecue and chill by the pool and just kind of take it easy. Go to the beach sometimes on the weekends. I don't know how much that's going to happen with a newborn. I've, I've always had winter fall babies. My kids were born in October and December. And so we'll see how summer goes. I, in theory, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the like hibernation that happens during a, um, winter maternity leave, if you will, is kind of boring. And I, you know, I'm really looking forward to like long stroller walks and things like that. Um, so I wanted to share with you guys the three, like, do not pass go life-saving techniques that I use pretty regularly throughout the year, but are going to have to like throw fuel on the fire (laughs) and really kind of live regimentally by this over the summer because there is no maternity leave for landlords, as you all know that. And even for this business, look, I'm getting ahead on content and, you know, I've got guests all lined up for the summer for scale school and, you know, I'm a workaholic and so I'm never going to be completely hands off, but, you know, if I have to put in, you know, two or three hours of work a week, then that's totally functional for me. <laughs> it gives me something to do, a little bit of purpose in uh, every day. Uh, hopefully there's no judgment from you guys coming for that. I'll definitely probably take the entirety of June off. Um, I've, you know, been prepping my staff, prepping my VAs, prepping everything to kind of step in so I can step out a bit during this summer. And so, Without further ado, here's the the three things that like I can't function without as a mom, as a business owner, as a real estate investor. And the first one is this concept I came across called touch once. And what that basically means is if something can be done in 10 minutes or less, we deal with it and we touch it once. I don't know about you guys, especially with emails. I get, you know, really kind of tied up sometimes in emails. Um, the amount of emails <laughs> I get in a particular day is um, frankly offensive. But when I kind of know, like, I'm touching this now or I'm dealing with this later, it allows me to kind of triage a lot of things. But then also, if there's things that I can just clear and be done with in 10 minutes or less, I'm doing it now. And I don't mean like immediately, <laughs> because I also have set times in the day where I'm in my inbox. That way I'm not constantly looking for um, distractions, because that's all my inbox really is. And so I usually check my inbox around 10 a.m. and again around 2.30 p.m. And once I'm doing that triage, I see, okay, can these emails be responded to, dealt with in 10 minutes or less? If it's going to be something where I'm like, hey, I need to carve out some time to go through all these documents that have gone through, then I will calendar and set aside time to do that. And so touching something once and not picking it up over and over and over again has really kind of saved my sanity um, and saved a lot of like repeat work that just never, ever gets done. Number two, which goes alongside this touch once mentality is batching my days. And so I have not only basically filled up the entirety of my day of how I'm going to spend it, which gives me a lot of clarity and control over um, my day, which is something that as an attorney back when I was, you know, filling my day more with firm stuff was really kind of easy to get taken over by things that felt urgent, but necessarily were not. And so 
I needed to make sure that I was always staying on top of like, not just like the reactive parts of my business. And same thing as like a landlord. You don't want to always be in this reactive whack-a-mole part. If you're not calendaring moments for you to tackle the business, to be proactive, to get ahead of the game, then it's frankly never going to happen. And so that's how I created things like I do marketing Mondays. Tuesdays are a call day. Wednesdays are my content creation and recording days. Thursdays are kind of a flex day. I like to kind of keep that open. A lot of times I get closings on Thursdays, but then I also like to leave Thursdays as just like flex and available for what I needed to be often just excess desk day. Um, And then Fridays are what I call finance Fridays. And so that's where I review my bookkeeping and go through all different metrics. And by being able to calendar that, when something doesn't fall within that touch once 10 minute or less (laughs) bucket, it goes into its batch day. And so if it's a call that I need to schedule with a client, then that gets scheduled for Tuesdays or Thursdays. If it's something where I need to go out to a property, that's usually Tuesdays or Thursdays. If it's something where hey, I need to look at this bill or I need to revisit um, you know, something that my CPA sent me that's going on Finance Fridays. And so that makes sure that I've got space in my calendar to handle everything that needs to happen to not just like, like I said, be in this reactive mode of being a entrepreneur, which is, as you know, what we as real estate investors are, but that way we can actually handle the business stuff as it as well. And so if you're not batching your dates, I highly, highly recommend you do it. It's something I teach about inside of Landlord Scale School because it has been so instrumental in me actually moving like and tackling the big rocks that are on my to-do list. Like it's so easy to just fall into this space where you're just kind of letting the days happen to you as opposed to saying, hey, I've got time every single week where I can tackle these like big pillars in my investing business. And so what I would suggest doing is figure out like what are the things you need to work on all the time. I realize something like marketing may not be something you actively need to do, but if you think about it from the lens of like, hey, marketing is the day where I'm allowed to do like Zillow zooms doom scrolling, <laughs> or maybe I try to go out and see properties, or if that's the day where I'm going to work on creating a direct mail campaign, like those are all marketing activities that we do as real estate investors. Um, the other thing that helps me control these batch days is using my proactive management software. I personally use Asana. I know a lot of investors use different types of programs like Monday or Podia or um, ClickUp, Airtable. Like they all run the gamut. The good news is that they're almost all free or have a um, really robust free option. Inside of Scale School, I offer my members literally a copy and paste version of my productivity management software. But this has really been a game changer for me because let me just rewind a bit and share with you our technological journey as real estate investors, which was we were the opposite of tech savvy for a very, very long time. Like, way too long. Um, When my husband started investing, he was learning how to, you know, do property management from his grandfather, who was also an investor in Philadelphia. And he literally had like printed clip art versions of um, 
like Excel sheets. <laughs> I don't know how else to call it. I swear it was in like Comic Sans. And he would just have like a checklist he would go through to like see who paid rent and who was late. And it was, you know, he hand wrote it in. It's like he had a little workbook and he filled it out. Um, and that is no joke how we did things for years. Like I'm talking about until we had probably close to 50 doors. <laughs> we were marking things off. Now, granted, 10-ish years ago, there wasn't a lot of consumer level property management type of software. These softwares that are out there now like Avail and Apartments.com and Buildium and Appfolio, which is not what we use, um, they just weren't available. Um, or they were kind of limited to Appfolio levels of um, door requirements. They require over 100 doors. And so if you were looking for some sort of technological property management software, it was really relegated to the commercial real estate investing space, or you were doing like a hodgepodge of type of things. Like maybe you had DocuSign, or maybe you had QuickBooks, but you didn't really have something that was like an all-in-one, a communication portal, uh, a way to list your rentals through these programs. Like it was all very, 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 very manual. Um, and if anyone's been investing for, I'd say, 10 years or more, you've probably seen this shift of being able to either pay an arm and a leg for really robust property management that was maybe overkill to something where it's like, oh, for like 30 bucks a month, I can, you know, do everything that you could really need to do as a real estate investor from a property management standpoint, which is just huge, huge um, opportunity for like leverage in terms of your time. But the limitation of property management software is that it's really just externally facing, meaning that property management software doesn't do anything to kind of help you run your business aside from maybe deal with some bookkeeping. I know that some softwares out there do have that feature, but it's designed to collect rent. It's designed to collect tenant applications to deal with repair requests. All of those types of things are what property management software is there. None of your property management software is designed to help you get new properties, to help you scale, to help you organize your SOPs, to help you um, organize your goals and like break down actionable steps to make sure you as a business owner are reaching your, you know, steps and the moving those big rocks that you need to do in order to actually be able to scale your real estate portfolio. And so what often happens is that this stuff just doesn't happen. <laughs> you're never in this place where you're like, oh, this is the date where I'm going to review my lease to make sure it's up to date. Or this is the date where I'm going to go through all of my subscriptions and make sure that I'm not overpaying for anything. Or this is the date where I'm going to look at my bookkeeping because just waiting until, you know, April, mid-April as I'm recording this to look at it when you send everything to your CPA come tax time, it's like not the right time to do it. Like we want to be able to use all of this data that we're collecting from our bookkeeping to be able to make financial decisions on behalf of our businesses. And so all of these types of business activities, I mean, they say all the time as you know, real estate investors, we got to treat it like a business. Well, what the heck does that even mean? Well, some of that means creating a system that allows you to organize your business tasks. And property management software doesn't just do that. And so that's why I've created my proactive management system inside of Asana. Like I said, you can do it wherever like you're comfortable um, and you know familiar with technology. It can be you know, as simple as a to-do list. I don't love doing that because I love, you know, Asana because I can invite 
other people who we interact with, you know, me and my husband are both in there. We can also add contractors and share plans and share resources. Like it's just a little bit more of a robust um, dashboard for being, frankly, a free software. And so that helps me tie in with the other two productivity rules, right? And so on batch days, I know that when I'm making these tasks that, you know, we've talked about in terms of, you know, reviewing the bookkeeping or doing the bookkeeping, like that stuff goes on Fridays. And when I'm looking at tech, that's, you know, on maybe the flex day and Monday is the marketing day. And so you also see these holes, right? Like when you're looking at a calendar full of tasks and you're like, I've never done anything for marketing. Well, that's probably a reason why you don't have a deal pipeline, right? And so marketing tasks, you know, if I was to give you one right now off the bat, I would say, tell someone your deal box, review your deal box, make sure it's truly up to date, aligned with your North Star property that's going to get you to a scalable portfolio. And then from there, tell people about it. Calendar every single Monday, I'm going to tell three people my deal box and ask them if they know anything available in it. You will be surprised what happens in 30, 60, 90 days when you start telling three people every single marketing Monday what you are looking for. Be prepared, line up your private money lenders, line up your hard money lenders, your commercial lender, because deals are going to start coming your way. I can guarantee that. And so these three things, the touch once, batch days, proactive management software are three productivity rules that I can't live without and I need to remind myself to rely upon as we are going into probably what will be the busiest season of our lives. And for anyone else out there, I know that there's a few of you because we're friends on Instagram are also kind of entering this stage of being a first-time parent or adding another kid to their life on top of, you know, adding properties. And so if you're in that stage of life, I am walking alongside you. I know that it is a lot, but there's a lot that we can also do to prepare for it and, you know, save our sanity a little bit and keep moving the ball forward, most importantly, in in the process. I would love to hear from you which one of these tips, these rules, is um, either one that you have never tried before or one that you're excited to try, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Bonnie Gallum ESQ. I always love hearing from listeners, both in my DMs and my inbox. It truly makes what can feel like a weird, lonely, talking to myself existence in my office feel a lot, lot more fun and like the community that it truly is. As always, we can connect in the Free Good Bones Real Estate Investing Facebook community. Um, If you're not already a member of it, feel free to connect with me over there. And that's it for this week's episode. I'll see you here same time, same place next week, where we're going to be talking about finding opportunity in bureaucracy. If it feels like the government has been just creating rule after rule after rule after rule, both at the state and the federal level, all these loopholes, not even loopholes, all of these hoops for us landlords to have to jump through, then I hear you. But I wanted to talk a little bit about actually finding opportunities in the bureaucracy. It's something that we talked about in my masterclass inside of Scale School this past month in April, where we went through uh, President Biden's housing plans that he released, one back in January and one about... uh, April, May of last year in 2022. And so through that training, I realized that there's there's so much opportunity, even in the bureaucracy, but you have to look for it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that next week. Look forward to it. And that's it. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Good Bones Real Estate Investing Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast player to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes. Now this lawyer's got to drop the fine print real quick. This podcast is educational and not intended to be legal tax or investing advice for you. Please speak with a local professional for specific advice unique to you and your situation. That's it for this episode. Bye for now.